This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are excited to have you with us this week again on another fantastic podcast. Uh, this week we are doing liquors and dad, your dad's back. Yeah. With us this week. Well, and, I was just pushed away because you were having your friends on. Well, true, but you did leave town. You didn't just stick around. Okay. You weren't just in the background. Okay, I went to the Buffalo River. Because <laughs> you did. Not like I went to germany or someplace well but you still went and traveled okay, let's, let's well, not in this okay. delta or lambda or whatever we're at now variant era <laughs> right let's not let's let's take those little victories where we can okay so last week was a super fun week but let's talk about this week first so this week we're doing liquors dad what type of liquors are we doing we're doing rye whiskeys rye whiskeys my favorite type of whiskey and what are you doing as your rye and your snacks i'm doing angels envy as my rye whiskey, and I'm doing jerk chicken, I'm doing sausage biscuits, and I'm doing, they have caramel in them, but they're like cookie dough, caramel, chocolate brownies. Oh, so it's They like call a, them killer brownies. Yeah, so I've heard of a, like a cookie and a brownie put together. I've heard them called a Brookshire okay, before, yeah, so it's well, like a caramel level. That's going to be amazing. Oh, it is amazing, and we don't need whiskey for it. We do need ice cream, and we don't have any. <laughs> exactly. And what are you doing, Josh? So this week, I am doing the Michter's Rye Whiskey, right. one of my favorite rye whiskeys of all time. And then I have some cloth-bound cheddar, uh, English cheddar. I have some pork belly that I've sous vide and done a marinade with and then seared off. And then I have just some regular old Italian salami here with us. So, And then also, just so you know, if you're going to pour up and follow with us, I have both mine in a in a Glencairn glass, and I also have it in a rocks glass with a big cube, and we'll talk about why I've done that as we get going. All right. But so last week, I did a blind with the boys. Um, if you didn't listen to last week, it was, a, it was a real fun episode with my friends Dave and Steven and Kevin all on the show, and we just had a great time talking soccer, talking drinks, and it was a good old time. But the boys... As they were all listeners to the podcast knew, they had to blind me. So I blinded a beer last week, and I ended up calling it a kind of a standard European style or European lager. So I was thinking like Heineken, Hogarden. I don't know, Hogarden's a little bit more of a wit. But like a Heineken, a Rolling Rock, those type of beers. And Dad, they left you a note saying what it was and what was it. It was Red Stripe, Josh, from Jamaica. <sighs> but looking into it, Red Stripe is owned by Heineken. That's right. And it is, very, like, to me, they're very similar styles, even though it's made in Jamaica. But, yeah. I, you know, I call that a, you know, a half, call it a half victory. And it's funny, I started talking to them. It's like, why Red Stripe, guys? And they're like, well, you know, your team was West Ham, and the beer sponsor for West Ham is Heineken. And we wanted to try and find a beer that you could find at the stadium. And they did a little research and found that Red Stripe you can buy in the stadium when you're at, when, uh, when you're at um, West Ham, uh, London Stadium. Oh, really? So I they, didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't. That doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know it either. But, well, it can. You know, Red Stripe's a, Red Stripe's a good beer. A lot oh, of yeah. Brits like to go to the Caribbean yeah. for holiday. And, you know, it's a, it's a solid beer. So and it's owned by Heineken, who's a sponsor. Oh. So. Red Stripe, 
Hooray beer. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now let's get into these whiskeys. All we're right, gonna I'm start ready. we're gonna start with mine, which once again is the Nickters Rye Whiskey. I have some clothbound cheddar from England. I have some pull I have some not pulled pork. I have some pork belly that I sous vide and then seared off. And then I just have some regular Italian salami to go with us. So looking good. Well and so Dad, I've got this poured up two ways. I got it poured up in our standard Glencairn glass, which we always taste out of, and when we're coming to liquors, and then I have it on a rock. Okay, um, and I kept hearing the boys doing this when they were talking about the <laughs> Negroni. Well, I mean, everybody was holding their drink up to their, uh, you know, to their mouth and being good, you know, microphone kind of guys, and you just you naturally hear it. It's a, it's a great sound. I don't know what that one guy was doing. I don't know what you're talking about. The one guy that hated it. Well, Stephen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stephen hate. I mean, Stephen hated it, and I get it. You know, it's it's a very bitter. It's a very bitter cocktail. And so, but I prefer my rye whiskeys on ice. Um, okay. I think they right. they bloom and they taste better. But we're going to start with it out of the Glencairn glass because that's our traditional way of tasting things. And okay. then we can move into we can move into the whiskey in the in the glass. So. Michter's, I absolutely love Michter's whiskey. The distillery dates back actually to the 1750s. So it's, oh, been, wow. it's been around. Now it's changed hands a couple times. Okay. But they still try and follow the their pre-prohibition standards. Okay. So they use, you know, good stills with it. And everything is small batch. So yeah. they don't have these huge, massive stills. They actually do small batch in their rye. Their standard rye is single barrel. So it's it's all single barrel stuff. It's 48 proof. So it's 42.4% alcohol. 90 and something proof. No. You said 42. 42. 4 plus 4 is 8. 8. 2 plus 2 is 4. Equals. 84 proof. Not ninety, Dad. Okay, <laughs> to be over forty-five proof to be okay. ninety. That's right. To be ninety percent. You're the one with the math, Mike. Well, I double was, math major. I, was, <laughs> I guess I had a brain freeze or something. <laughs> no, I was off last week, so you, I don't have to do math. <laughs> you were just you were just checking me, right? Right. Cool thing about their bottles: their bottles are super simple. They're just kind of standard standard bottles, and then at the top of the bottle, they actually tell you the barrel number, since it is single barrel. And I, I just, I. I love Mictor stuff. So, what are you getting off the nose of it? I'm, you know, it's for the for the percent alcohol that you mentioned, which is above forty. It doesn't smell that alcoholic. Nope. I'm getting I'm getting some of the vanilla notes because it was aged in American oak. Yes. Charred American oak, I mm-hmm. assume. Yep. Just like their bourbon. Yep. Okay, so I get that. I don't really get any floral yet. I get I get a little bit of floral. I also get some I'm of that. Sure, I, I, I'm nutty, sure it's there. I get some of that nutty spiciness to it as well. Yeah. When I, which is just indicative of a rye. Yeah. Which I just love. And it, you know, it's easy it's easy on the nose. It's not burning your nostrils off at eighty at eighty four percent. See, that's what keeps throwing me. You say eighty four percent as opposed to eighty four proof. Oh, sorry. Eighty four percent proof. Yeah, eighty four. 84.8 proof, and it's 42%. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> not, that's what threw me it's off. Not, it's not 151. Sorry. Woo, <laughs> sorry. That would have been. I had that backwards. But man, it's, anyway, got, it's got great. It's creamy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, got a good, you know, that good rye flavor. It's got a good, it's got a good bit of, you know, vanilla yeah, on it. You get that vanilla. kind of nice oak, oaky barrelness, but it's got that like, the spiciness that's indicative of rye. Now, the spiciness that we're going to talk about with rye, it's not like hot pepper spice. No. It's more like baking. It's more going to be like baking spices. Mm-hmm. Spice or kind of the difference between a snickerdoodle cookie and a cinnamon cookie. So it's that cinnamon hot cookie and the yeah, cinnamon okay. sweetness for like a snickerdoodle. But it's not that hot black pepper but if you thought it had some peppery notes, you'd say, well, it's that white pepper. Yeah. And it's just, it's super good. And this is, you know, out of, and it's still like, it's a little hot, you know, it, it, it tickles. It's over 40. So it, we tend to say it's hot when they, you know, it, you get that little, over 40. you get that extra little tickle and the feel in the back of your throat that's right. saying this is, this is a higher alcohol. Now we're, are we going to bloom it in the glass or we got the. You can. We got the old fashioned with the ice that's going to bloom it automatically. You're more than welcome to to bloom it yourself. I don't because think I, I need know to. you because it's more controlled. Mm-hmm. It's a more controlled bloom. And remember, when we're talking about bloom, we're adding just a touch of water. I usually use a a cocktail straw or my finger to add a couple yeah. droplets. I'm actually going to just to see what the slight bloom does over the actual ice. Maybe we'll figure out that uh, floral. I mean, I get floral, and I'm going to wait till you kind of smell it to talk about it a little bit more because I don't want to. I don't want to taint your your smell of it. And so, you know, we talked about mixtures before. We've actually it might have been around a year, might have been right around a year ago that I did. I did mixtures. No, you did the raw. No, I did their American whiskey. Oh, that's right. I did the Mictors American Whiskey, and I, you know, I really, really love it. Well, and it's got a good price point, too. Yeah, this was $43 a bottle. When it comes to pricing out rise, rise are usually going to be a little bit more expensive than a bourbon, unless it's like a super allocated or a super special bourbon. But in the line, in, in somebody's standard line of whiskey, rise are usually going to be a little bit more. Rye the grain is not grown as much mm-hmm. and it's it costs let's be real it costs, costs more, more to mm-hmm. grow than corn does mm-hmm. so it's going to co- it's going to cost a little bit more it doesn't have the same age requirements as bourbon does though okay. they do have certain words like in bourbon so this is a a straight rye so there is there has to be at least 4 years i'm pretty sure just like with straight bourbon, oh. it has to be four years in the barrel to have that straight. See, I didn't know it was straight rye. Yeah, so this is this is a this is a straight rye. Yeah, mine doesn't say straight or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you get do you get any floralness on on it now? I get maybe some honeysuckle or something. You know, yeah, kind of light. I get a jasmine. Yeah. Something light. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get a I get a light jasmine, uh, kind of a light jasmine nose on it. And you know the same thing when we talked when we talked about mixers before. There's they don't have, they don't put out a whole lot about their process. Mm. You know they're kind of tight lipped about it. 
you know, they've been doing it for a long time, but they, everything is, everything they do is small batch. Their rise are all single barrel, which I think is really cool because you don't find that a lot anymore that this, the standard is single barrel. Yeah. They do put out a barrel strength. Okay. But I don't think it's much higher. It's probably like 50, maybe 50%. Mm. So maybe like a 100, like a 100 or 101 proof. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Mitchers would be. And I don't even know what Angel Envy is. Well, they talk about that they, they go into barrel at 100, 101. So their barrel proofs are probably, you know, still 101. But they're, I mean, they're a cool company. They're definitely on my list of distilleries that I want to visit whenever I get to do the the whiskey trail. Again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I've never done it before. Whenever I get to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I haven't done it either. You know, they've got a distillery both in downtown, in downtown Louisville. And then they also have a distillery that's a little bit farther out of town where they're focusing a little bit more on on some of their stuff. So they've got they've got two they've got two distilleries, but I definitely want to go to both of them. Well see Angel Wimby's in in Louisville. Yeah. There's actually a lot of distilleries in yeah. in yeah. Louisville. Which I'm surprised you didn't go to more when you were there. They were all it was oh, COVID. Right. It was they COVID. were all closed. They weren't having was, any kind of tours. Yeah. They still you know, a lot of them are still are still we, closed. We toured Louisville Slugger. I know, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't tour any of the... I remember that. So let's go ahead. So now I want you to go ahead and taste it and, and kind of see it in the in the ice. Okay. And I'm going to start snacking while you do that. So when I bloomed it, it seemed like it got a lot more creamy. Okay. Now when you say creamy, you're talking like texture in your the mouth. The texture in my mouth. The mouth feel is... You know, a lot of times we say heavier, but it's not so much as heavier, but it's full. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking like the difference between water and whole milk kind of thing rather than... I hadn't had whole milk in forever, but Well, yes. water and milk. Yes. Or, okay, so not quite to like heavy cream mm. kind of creaminess. No, no, it's never going to get like that. So what are you snack? What are you going to snack on first? So I'm going to start order. No, I'm going to start with the cheese. I always like to start with cheese. Now it's kind of nice to have it cold. So that's one of my things when it comes to rye, mm-hmm. and actually bourbon as well. I like it just a little bit colder, mm-hmm. not to the not cold to the point of, you know, it dulls its actual flavor. It dulls mm-hmm. everything that's going on with it. But I just like it a little bit chilly, mm-hmm. and I actually will pay attention if i think it's starting in water i'll actually take my cube out and i'll put it in my cup of water you know oh, so okay. i don't so it doesn't get extra watery oh okay. because i don't want it to get super watered down mm-hmm. i just think they taste a little bit better i think some of that hotness like some of the alcohol level mm-hmm. is nicely dissipated i think it there are some of those esters and flavors that come out a little bit more when it comes into contact with more water than just regular blooming right so i'm actually taking my ice cube out now it's in there for about 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah, and it's it's opened it up tremendously. And so and another thing is when I kind of look at it, like, how, you know, how do you know if it's bloomed enough? It starts to look a little foggy in the glass. Mm-hmm. And I'm not and I'm not letting it go to like super watery right. because I still want to taste the 
taste of rye. Yeah, rye is a real distinct taste. It it gets more to me when you when you get like when you get that water going in it, you get more of that grain flavor. Like you actually taste that spiciness of the rye. There's still a little bit of that nice vanilla and toastiness from the barrel there, but you really get more of that this the actual grain flavor, mm-hmm. which I I to me that's why you drink rye. Mm-hmm. And that's why you drink rye over bourbon is mm-hmm. to get that actual flavor. And this is to me, this is how you get it. And it's my preferred way to drink rye. Okay. Now this cheese really goes well with it. Yeah. So why does it go well? Well, because of the it. It's almost a spicy cheese in a way. It's it's the same kind of spiciness, I guess, that the rye is. I mean, we're not talking spicy pepper or spicy blue cheese. It's just that little bit of teensy amount of funk maybe yeah and it's salt it's a salty cheese too oh yeah so, so okay that's that that's uh, kind of probably what that's probably that's what probably. you're getting more than actual spice mm-hmm. but when you think about it you, it's got some like actual crystals because this is a little bit i've had this cheese for a little bit so it's not gone bad but it's dried a little bit more so oh, yeah, yeah. I was st- just sucking on the cheese. Uh-huh. I started chewing it, and I got those crystals. Yeah, it's actually like it's actually salt crystals. Give myself a little bit more that's not in the because I like to try everything both ways. But I think you know, like you said, that salt I think goes really well with it. Kind of gives you that almost like a a baked dessert kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so, what else we have? We have the pork belly. Yeah, so we've got a pork belly that has a. Kansas City, Kansas City barbecue style spice rub on it, mm-hmm. and then it also it has an Asian kind of liquid marinade that I did with it. Mm. It has soy sauce. Um, what is it? What do they call it? Thick, thick soy sauce. So it's almost like the consistency of molasses. Oh, okay. The soy sauce, and then honey, goju jang, and a little bit of vegetarian oyster sauce. Oh, okay. And so I I, co- I coated the I coated the pork belly with the spices first, and then put them in the marinade, vacuum sealed it, sous vide it for a couple hours, and then I've seared it off. Mm-hmm. And then what's the salami? Or it's just a standard Italian salami. Yeah, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. So rye whiskey is made very similar to other whiskeys. You know, you make your mash, you have you have your standard mash bill. You let your mash, you water it, you kind of cook it a little bit, let it get kind of get fermenty, mm-hmm. let it get some alcohol, and then you distill it. Now, most of the time nowadays, American whiskeys, and actually I think a lot of scotches now, are distilled in what's called a column still, mm-hmm. or a vertical, a vertical still. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all used to, you know, the old moonshiner, copper bot, copper still. Pot still. Yeah, we're just called a pot still. And what that does is you get one, you get one boil per batch. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to multi-distill it, you actually have to make the run and then put it back in and do it again. Mm-hmm. Column stills allow you to, or they're also called continuous stills, mm-hmm. allow you to add extra levels to where you can have multiple, basically multiple runs happen simultaneously. 
So you make one run and it goes. So it vaporizes. It vaporizes. It goes higher. Then it goes up. It condenses. Our hands are up in the air, listeners. And then what happens is the the vapor of the whiskey starts to recompose and decompose. It condenses. Condensed back into the liquid and it falls back down in the in the still yeah so there are different so at the, there are kind of different plates that they put in and these plates have holes in them so the vapor can go up but also so the liquid can go back down mm-hmm. so as the as the liquid kind of falls back down it continues to get heated up and then it will vaporize again and go up higher and once it gets to the particular point that the distiller wants then it will go out into a separate condenser to go down to be held for mm-hmm barreling Mm -hmm. so most of the time that's how rye whiskey or that's how whiskey is that's how whiskey is is distilled today in america most backwoods moonshiners still use pot stills because they're easier to make easier to hide and home home stillers do it well well you know rye whiskey has to be 51 percent rye minimum Mm -hmm. you know to, to make it a rye whiskey in the united states most of the time, it's you know it's corn or barley. Otherwise, it has to be distilled to more than 80, 80 proof on the actual distillation. Then which, has, is, which is forty percent alcohol. No, eighty percent. Eighty proof. No, listen to the words I'm saying. Eighty. It has to be distilled to eighty percent. Oh. It has to be distilled to hundred and sixty proof. Oh, okay. It has to. It, it can't right, be lower it. than that. And then it's aged in charred oak new oak barrels as well when it goes into the barrel it has to be 125 proof so there's already some cutting that's happening or 62 percent right. abv now we talked about with with this mictors it goes into the barrel actually a lot less than that right and i mean they've been making the like rye whiskey's been around like been recorded especially up in the northeast where they grow rye you know since the 1700s you know we, this is kind of when mictors was kind of around yeah. Kind of started back there, and, you know. Everything had its dip when it comes to prohibition. Stupid American prohibition. Well, ruined it. It was a failed experiment. Yeah, <laughs> but now pretty much all your big boys are going to make make a rye. I mean, even Jack Daniels doing Tennessee whiskey makes a rye whiskey. I really like this. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, what have you been snacking on while I've been talking? I tried the pork belly. And it's very good, like you like you said, it's sous vide and it's got the spices, the barbecue spices. You said, did you say Gates or you just said? Kansas I don't have City's. any Gates. I don't have any Gates, so it's a it's a Kansas City inspired rub. Right. Okay. Well, that goes well with this whiskey. Uh huh. I wanted to do. I wanted to do. Burnt in. But I just didn't have time to make burnt ends, and I don't think anybody around here is going to make good burnt in. No, we'd have to go to Kansas. So State. I've heard of a faux way to make burnt ends by using pork belly. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yes. It's a. It's kind of a known. It's a known thing if you're you can make pork belly burnt in. Hmm. Because you have the same kind of because you know the burnt ends is the it's the fat cap mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. that you chop up and you re smoke. Hmm. And so you get a lot of that fat and meat mm-hmm. contact, and it's just a shorter way to make it. Mm-hmm. And I did my, you know, whole little sous vide trick with it because I like sous vide. 
But that extra spiciness and that extra kind of funky is coming from mm-hmm. the gojujang and the the Asian yeah. kind of liquid spices that I Korean uh, gojujang is. Yes. Yeah. But I also use some like reduced down thick soy sauce and that vegetarian oyster sauce and some honey because mm-hmm. I didn't want it to get too spicy. So what do you think? How did that go with the with the whiskey? Oh, the the pork belly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it went very well. Why did it go well? Well, I think that that sous vide and and the pork belly itself with that fat and combining that to the whiskey, it it calmed that, if you will, that hotness of the whiskey, calmed it down because I think that fat kind of counteracts that hot whiskey mm-hmm. alcohol taste. Yeah, but it also the the fat. And the whiskey kind of combined to each other, and it's almost like that like like we always talk about that made that whiskey just smooth, make it smooth out. Mm-hmm. And the the rye spiciness with that pork belly, they were. And you you're know, and you're talking about it. Good. You're talking about it with it with it on the ice. Yes, after it's been on the ice. Okay, because I tried it with the. You didn't warn me much of that other. <laughs> you didn't ask for <laughs> That's more. all right. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, I tried it with the the non-watered, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, and it gets too hot. Right. Because the spiciness. Even with the pork belly? Well, yeah, because the pork belly is kind of spicy. Mm-hmm. It's got a good kick to it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this before. Sometimes mm-hmm. spice and alcohol don't work well together. Right. So this doesn't have a whole lot of sweet super sweet overtones and so it just enhances the the spiciness or that it enhances the hotness of the alcohol so because you had it present because you had it two different ways do you get two best on place i mean i don't think so. i mean i i don't know you tell me you're the rule well there you're the rule maker i'm not gonna make a rule but <laughs> th- there is a huge difference between the rye with the ice uh-huh and the rye without the ice and the blunt carrot right there's a huge difference there is. So what about with the with the salami? Oh, uh, the salami it wasn't as as good of a match in my mind as the pork belly was, but it still was good because that you know, that thin slice fat salami kind of does some of the same things. Yeah. Just not as well. Right. Not as much punch of a flavor. Now that I I've chewed on that cheese to know that there's salt in there. I realized that that saltiness of the cheese yeah. is what I was calling the spice. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so going back to a little bit about rye whiskey itself, we're talking, so going back before Prohibition in the 1800s, mm-hmm. you know, Pennsylvania was actually one of the, one of the largest makers of rye whiskey. Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it was more in, more in Sinat. More in Sinat was the distillery in Monogala, Pennsylvania. Hmm. And they produced... Were third... the witches making it? No, that's in Salem. It's probably <laughs> a different part. But no, they were making 30,000 barrels a year in eighteen in, in the 1880s. 30,000 barrels? That's a lot. Of, that's I mean, a lot. And we're talking 55-gallon 55 55 barrels. That's massive. Know, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's I don't a know how many people were trying to drink it, but I think they were having a good time. I think so. Or, you know, I wonder if they were, you know, shipping any overseas too. 
Well, they could have been. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I like, I, like I've said before, rye whiskey has a, has kind of a, a storied past, and I think it gets, it's passed, it gets passed over a lot. Well, you know, it's like rye beer. You can make beer with rye as your mash bill, but it gets passed over. Somebody, who was it? Somebody, I can't remember if it was somebody local or if it was just somebody I've drank before, does a rye PA. There's an IPA with rye. Uh, it may it may not have been local. Maybe the beer adventure you're talking about that. No, no, I've had it. Oh, you've had it. I've had it before. It might have been Blue Canoe before they closed. They did a rye I PA. I think that's who it was. But yeah, it's a great distillate base. It's a great wort base. Most of it, it's in rye is in most most mash bills mm-hmm. of good bourbon. Because it gives it a little bit of extra, gives it that oomph, kind of gives it that spicy little note that sometimes you get in in bourbon. Now, Mick, uh, not Mictors, Bullet, yeah, Bullet Bourbon actually has a very high rye content mm-hmm. in their in their bourbon, and their rye whiskey is actually ninety five percent rye. So if you really really like rye, and you want kind of an, a cheap well, it's not cheap. Well, it, it's on the lower price range when it comes to rye whiskeys. Who, Bullet? Bullet. Yeah. It's, you can buy a, you know, a 175 of it for $45. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But their, but their rye bill is 90, and they put it on the bottle. That's right. why, that's why there's a 95 on the bottle of, on the bottle of Bullet Rye. It's because okay. it, it's 95% rye. Well, that's what this angel India is. And I love it. So, but anyway. Anything else you want to say about the snacks or any, no, anything else snack. before we uh, switch over to I think to yours? I already know my best on plate, so I'm not going to worry about that <laughs> this week. Many weeks I have to worry about. Well, I mean, there's pork belly on a plate. And the only reason there's pork belly is because ham didn't have duck ham. <laughs> um, duck ham would have gone well with it, mm-hmm. but not as good as this pork belly. Because you did such a good job sous vide in it and then the spices. Okay, cool. Well, How much is left? Um, in this house? No, in your house. <laughs> uh, probably by the time this airs, absolutely zero. Oh, okay. probably be finished tonight as part oh, of okay. <laughs> Yeah. So right, we move it over. Yeah, let's go ahead and switch over yours. So, Dad, remind us what you're pouring and what you're pairing. So I have Angel Envy, Angels Envy. I want to say Angel Envy, but it's Angels Envy. And for my snacks, I have. This is a big snack. Jerk chicken, sausage biscuit, and these killer brownies that I already <laughs> described. <laughs> I mean, cookie, how can you go wrong? Cookie dough, caramel, chocolate, I mean, to, let, die, to die for. And let me tell you, Dad did the jerk chicken right. We're not talking chicken breast. These are big old jerk chicken thighs that he did. Yeah, thighs. And what made me do the jerk chicken? Okay, let's back up one. Why did I do the jerk chicken? Angel Envy is put in a rum, a Caribbean rum cast. And so I thought, oh, Caribbean rum. Bingo. Caribbean jerk chicken. So we're going to do some Caribbean food. So we could have had just rum. (laughs) Maybe I will later tonight. (laughs) But yeah. Oh, man. And so 
you haven't tasted it yet, it does have some hot peppers in it. So did you make did you make the jerk yourself? Yes. yes. Was it a wet jerk or a dry jerk? Semi-wet. Okay. I mean, it has lemon juice. It has uh, soy sauce in it to give it the wetness. Right. But it has scotch bonnet, peppers. Oh, good man. I'm going to be... I'm sorry, everybody, for the sniffles well, that are here's the Well, here's the problem. <laughs> okay, here, here's what might happen. I should have made it last night and let it marinate overnight. Yeah. But I was too lazy. <laughs> So for so for those of you who may have never had jerk jerk food or jerk chicken or any kind of like Jamaican jerk food, it is Jamaican food is spicy. They are known to use Scotch bonnets, habaneros, and they use them very well because they get not only the heat out of it, but they get some of the the actual like fruitiness and floralness that you can get from these spicy peppers, or at least as I've been told. I messed up, John. <laughs> you just uh, talking reminded me I forgot to put the brown sugar in my in my oh, my no. jerk sauce. Oh no! <laughs> so it's gonna be spicier than oh that's okay. Than it might have should have been, but but they're really good about it. But they do let it marinate. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I mean, you're supposed you're... to do it at least two hours, and I was lucky to get an hour. Ah, that's all right. I'm sure it's gonna taste great. So we have this jerk chicken, which is gonna be absolutely delicious. And then we have a, you said a sausage biscuit, right? Now you're not you're not telling people to drink their uh, their rye whiskey in the morning, are you? Well, you could. <laughs> you know, it's up to you. The reason I thought of sausage biscuits, I'm thinking, well, what are we going to do in Kentucky? <laughs> you know, we could have a hot brown. We already did that one episode, and I thought, yeah. well, let's just do a. Well, and I <laughs> just so, do a sausage biscuit and so see what happens. I've had this whiskey before. My friend Jordan was lucky enough to win a bottle in a raffle and buy it. Win means well. Win means the, <laughs> the win, opportunity win the to buy. Yeah, win the. You know they had one yesterday. I know. I didn't. I didn't. Why did you? Why didn't you tell me? I didn't hear. I didn't know about it till later. No, I didn't know about it. Till you later. know they put it on Facebook. Unless you're just standing there watching Facebook, you won't know it. True. So I've had this with you before, and I had a, I had a different reason why I thought you chose that one. But let's go ahead and uh, get into it. I saw you sniffing it a couple of times. What are you smelling? Well, there's, so it's like I told you the other night when I was testing this whiskey. It is H O T hot because it is one hundred proof, okay, fifty percent ABV. So. I'm going to say this, and yeah. I'm going to say it now. Yeah. So, listeners, if you've listened for a long time, you may notice that I sound different today. It's my allergy season, yeah. and I've been dealing with being stuffed up. I don't smell this as hot. It oh, does not smell. It's like you said. It's burning my nose here. See, it does not smell hot to me. Okay. Well, what I get out of this is like I've just, like I've just opened a bottle of maple syrup. Yeah, there is maple syrup smell in there, and I know that's from that rum cast. Because rum is a product of maple syrup. Well, Ma- maple no. maple is, let's see, molasses. There, you go. there we go. Molasses is one of the ways you can make rum. There He's using molasses. Whether it's sorghum molasses or just straight molasses. 
And I mean, they're both, you know, sugar syrup. I mean, sugar syrups. Yeah. You know, one's cane sugar, one's tree sap or sorghum, which is the family thing, which I need to get some sorghum syrup. I need to try some sorghum molasses. So I, I get vanilla because it's been in that oak cast or the rum cast. I assume that's oak, you know. I get some nuts. I get some hazelnut. Definitely that maple sugar, the yeah. maple or the molasses. Just that, just that syrup. You know, to me, it's just it's real syrupy. It's not all the way like to the full cooked molasses. No, but it's definitely very syrupy. And and I get a little bit of caramel, and that's why I went with these uh, these desserts, these brownies. Man, that smells so good. This is this is, if you can get your hands. So this is a bottle that can be very tricky to get your hands on. Okay, here's how I got it. You know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy. Oh, well, two, I know a two guy. I'm, well, I'm on a Facebook whiskey bourbon. I guess it's bourbon. You know, a bourbon community. And I'm also on a particular liquor store to be named off of air because I want to protect my ability to buy gotta protect those sources when it comes <laughs> yeah. to these bourbons so, so anyway what happened was i saw on that website the liquor store website i saw a picture of this angel envy so i go to the liquor store and i go hey I'm looking around for your angel envy that right angel envy and the two guys were up at the counter and they're going one of the guys going what Angel Envy, what? So, what are you talking about? What we don't, do have, we what, don't have that. What, 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 what are you talking about? And I don't think he's playing crazy. I just think he didn't know. And so then the other guy says, it's right there on the counter. And he points to it like it's like three, well, it's like three feet from me right now. Mm-hmm. And that's how far it was from me when I was standing there at the counter. <laughs> and and the the second guy who... First guy, whatever, who didn't know it was there. He goes, oh, well, he rings it up and it was, it's a 95% rise. So I got a pretty, it was a pretty high price. It's a, it's, it's an expensive bottle. It's over, I mean, it was over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I would expect to pay for this bottle. But it really, it's really good. But it is worth it. But like, it, like I just said. It can be tough to find. Mm-hmm. So if you're on these forums if, or if you know somebody at a liquor store, ask them. Because here's something about a lot of places. Places that don't do raffles like we talked about. So there's a, mm-hmm. there's a liquor store here in town called Crossroads Liquor. And they do a quarterly raffle for their allocated liquors. And It's actually a Bryant, but yeah. Well, it's around here. Right. 20 minutes away. But what they do is they they save up all of their allocated liquor. Well, or most of their allocated liquor. They don't, you know, keep it for special people. They don't, you know, if you know, you know kind of thing. They actually keep it in once a quarter. They raffle it off. Or maybe once every other month. I don't know what it is. It shows up on Facebook. You really have yeah. to watch. And... You get a raffle ticket, and they literally raffle off the opportunity to go pick one of these bottles to buy. And you know, if what you want, if what you want to pick gets taken, 
and you, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll have to get something else. So I know when Jordan and I were at the raffle and her number came up, she went and picked the bottle of Angel Hoon and Rye. You hear this audible, Ugh, and you see like five guys walk out. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> that is the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. And it is a really good feeling to know that you just picked a bottle. And you're like, man, I'm out of here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, if you can find a bottle of this, you know, like I was saying, get a guy in a liquor store. You know, we've talked about this before, especially when it comes to wine. A guy who knows a guy. Well, even, <laughs> but even in, if you're in a liquor store and you just start talking to people and say, hey, what's a good rye to have? What's a good bourbon? What's a good wine? Having that wine guy, even having a bourbon or a liquor guy and just creating a relationship with a store so that when well, you go in, yeah. if they're not, if they're not a store that does these raffles, that they know that you're serious and that you're you're trying to find So a lot of these things. stores have this little back room. Sometimes they're accessible to customers, sometimes, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. And sometimes there's like somebody's locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so having this ability to having those guys or ladies, you know, we don't want to, you know, say it's just guys that can help you get these sort of things that are a little bit more allocated. It's totally worth it. If you want to get into it, this that's the weird thing about bourbon right now. Mm-hmm. Is it's getting so um, closed, almost. Well, that's that's why I'm in this kind of bourbon yeah. community. I can see that so that you have people to talk to, right? And find find bottles from. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we talked. To, I don't think we've talked about Blanton's on this on the podcast. Well, that's another story at the same liquor store. <laughs> yeah. And so, but Blanton's you find for a hundred and hundred and fifty, hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I just lost who it was. Buffalo Trace, who makes Blanton's mm-hmm. adver- wholeheartedly advertises on their website that their MSRP for this bottle is $60. Yeah. 61. And now it's just, it's so high. Right. Most places sell for a hundred, hundred plus. Right. But it's well, so. I got it for less than that, and I went to the same liquor store, and I asked the guy, I said, you got any blends? And he like, it's like he was standing at the street and looking right and left to make sure that he didn't step out in the middle of the street and get hit by a car. So he's looking, and he goes, well, John, let me go look in the back, and if I, if I got one, I'll sell it to you. And the whole time, he's kind of looking left and right. And to so, making sure nobody else heard you, because if word gets out that they have blends, they're going to get a rush. Well, that's right. And, that, and so he comes up to the counter with the Blantons in one hand and a paper bag in the other. And he looks left and right. He shows it to me. He quickly puts it in the yeah. paper bag it's and insane. he rings it up. It's insane. Now, Angel's Envy it has, has been doing the liquor for a long time. They're 200 year. And yeah. They have a 200 year well, and story. So some of their like regular bourbon and stuff isn't as sought after right. as this rye is. And I think, like you said, it's 95% rye. Right. They age it for a while in white oak and then they finish it in those Caribbean rum casts, yeah. which is what it's makes it 18, super special. 18 months in the Caribbean rum cast. And they're probably doing 18 
18 to 24 months in oh wide oak yeah in first char wide oak right so that's you know three and a half year process resulting in an immensely complex whiskey i don't know if i agree with that statement well you you know you're not selling it i know i'm not selling it to say that so but i've been eating as we've been talking about all this and you know we could go on for a long time about the bourbon market in the allocated bourbon market in america but this is a tasting podcast so let's 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 get back to the tastings so i've had the jerk chicken and this whiskey and it works so so well the chicken is done really well you grilled it right right over a charcoal grill so you get that kind of charcoaly smoky and flavor. we're not on propane we're talking the real stuff yeah so you get that you get that kind of smoky flavor the the jerk actually is not too hot I think part of that was because it didn't soak in as long, right. you know, kind of as you marinate it for. But it's got a lot of good flavor. It's got that fruity, spicy, mm-hmm. herby, earthy kind of flavor. And then this sweet, almost like if you've ever had chicken and waffles, like spicy chicken and waffles, and you press syrup on top of them. <laughs> you get that sweet, that maple syrup, syrupy kind of flavor with that extra little bit of like black pepper spiciness. Uh, it's a It's a great, it's a great pairing. Now, Dad, is it going to offend you if I pour this into no. my old-fashioned oh, glass no. and put oh. ice on it? No. Okay. Because I was thinking about doing that, too. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get my big cube or whatever's left. So of one of the things that the recipe was very specific about. The jerk chicken recipe? Yes. The jerk chicken recipe was very specific about. You could get anything you wanted, but get thighs. You could get skinless chicken if that's really what you wanted. But no, get the chicken with the skin on. So the reason I'm saying that is I'm picking off some of this skin. That's the best part. And it has that jerk Mm -hmm. flavor. One of the things that recipe also said was put the jerk underneath the skin. Yep. I couldn't figure out how to do that <laughs> effectively. Man, that's so good. That's such a good rye. I, I must say, I appreciate you buying a bottle of that and sharing it because it is, it's hard to find, but it is absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go into the, if you want to talk a little bit more about. I already did the sausage biscuit, and it's another good pairing. It doesn't have the spiciness that the chicken does. Mm-hmm. And the chicken's not as spicy as I'd hope. You know, I didn't get to... I'm sure if I had marinated it overnight... Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd have got a lot. My sinuses would have been cleared out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting some pretty good spice, though. Mm-hmm. So these guys have a 200-year history. And they like to call themselves malcontents. <laughs> as malcontents, we're particular about our whiskey. When we decided to release a rye, we knew it had to be something special to live up to the amazing response received by our bourbon in port barrels. Now, I haven't had their port barrel bourbon, have you? Uh, I have, I've had their bourbon. I don't know if it's a special one that does port, but I've had their bourbon. Yeah, it's a special one, I think, that does. Then I haven't had the port port barrel barrel one. And you were talking about the... uh, Cast strength. These yeah. guys have a cast strength. 
it's 120 for oh that's hot. 60 yeah that's well this is 50 percent alcohol that's 60 percent alcohol i mean What's 10%? Hot. Yeah, what's, what's 10%? 10% hot, alcohol. hot is hot, right? That's the difference between Bud Light and a barrel-aged beer. Right. Yeah, it's not a lot, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Says Mr. Double Cocktail over there. Oh, now watch out. <laughs> now, they they also, you know, they have a, a tour. And I guess it's open back up because here on the website, it asks you to uh, schedule it. So... Let me let me ask you something. Does it talk about well, this? Well, no, look. It says some tours are temporarily suspended due to COVID. Oh, jeez. I don't know what we're going to do, Josh. I'm just going to... Well, I'm not going to say that on air. Does it say anything about the story of the name? No, I did not find that. And I'm... I need to, okay. I need to look better, but you, you so, know what the angels... I have a... I have a... Yeah. You have a theory. Go ahead. So, I have a theory. Yeah, so me too. in liquor making, it's mostly talked about in, in bourbon making, is there is a there is a thing called the angel's cut. Now when you when you or sit, angel share. Or the, or the angel share. So there there's anything in any anytime you age something in a barrel, you're gonna have evaporation. Okay? So you have to do what's called top-ups. You have to have something. You have to go in and you have to top up the barrel because you don't want too much air to get in because then you can have spoilage and other issues arise. You can also have, it can oxidize too much unless you're going after an oxidized style of beverage. So you have the, there's this concept of the angel share, especially in bourbon. You know, bourbon and whiskey that's well, made... Scotch, too. Well, yeah. But one of the things that is a kind of a marker of making whiskey in America is the barrel house. And these barrel houses are stories high, sometimes even four, five, six stories high. Mm -hmm. And they're full of barrels and they have absolutely no air conditioning. Right. So you have this evaporation and kind of re in this kind of, these hot and cold conditions where the, the liquor is going to change temperatures and so are the wood. And that's what kind of allows the flow between the fibers of the wood and the whiskey itself. But it also allows for evaporation. And you ha and that's the stuff that's evaporated is what's called the angel share. Right. Because it goes up and it's just what the angels get out of, out of my whiskey. And I just have a guess that, you know, they kind of have this hubris about themselves that our whiskey is so good that when the angels get it, everything else that's left in the, bar the barrel is the envy of the angels. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. And all their I bottles have... I don't see that written anywhere. Yeah. But it's got to be what they were thinking. Well, all their bottles have wings on the back of them. Yeah. Have angels' wings on the back of them. They're kind of a, you know, kind of a tall, curvy shape. Um, it's a beautiful bottle. Something that I thought was interesting on their, on their side label that they do is, you know, they have the bottle date on there. They have the batch number and the bottle number, but then they have this little box that says where you can write in the date that you opened it. Oh, which I think is pretty cool. I better write that in. Then. Yeah. So they also talk about with this one that not only is it aged in, you know, some of that. It might be embarrassing when I put 
update on there because the next week it's gone. Well, you know what? <laughs> Whiskey's meant to be drank. That's right. And I know I, I held on to a bottle of whiskey for, you know, five or six years. I ended up selling it. That pappy. Oh, you got, you sold it? Yeah, I sold it to Jeff Ford and his fiance. Oh, okay. He gave it to her for a Christmas gift. I hope he gave you a good price. Well, he did. I got a good, I got a good price on it. I got a, I got a, especially a return on investment when it was a free, when it was a gift. <laughs> when it was a gifted bottle to me. Right. It was your birthday present. But I'd I'd had Pappy before, and I was happy to sell it and and share it with somebody else. But you know they cracked it. The they, ranch, they didn't on keep the it. ranch. They just pop it open. They don't even I pretend know. to save it. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the ranch too. And but it's, I mean, Jeff's gone. But here's the thing, you know, Jeff, Jeff and Christy, his fiance, it was his fiance. They opened it like Christmas Eve, so he gave it to her, and she was actually there when I delivered the bottle. Yeah. They opened it on Christmas Eve to have it. And, you know, I get collecting and selling and because I, I hold on to wine, but wine ages in the bottle. Whiskey doesn't. Right. So, you know, pop it open. If you've got something that you're saving for a special occasion, I get it. Mm-hmm. Totally, I totally understand it. But make it an attainable special occasion. You know, because this is a hundred, hundred to $150 bottle. Easily mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And yes, it might appreciate in value, but I think if you're listening to our podcast and you like whiskey, you're going to appreciate it more for drinking it, enjoying it, and sharing it with others than it would you would just getting that return on investment. And who knows? The whiskey market might pop. It could. The bubble could pop and it could go back down because maybe people will find out. Maybe Americans will realize how good rum is. And then maybe the rum market will yeah, go Yeah, we've up. talked about that. Yeah. I think it's super delicious. But, okay, so. If you've never had the pleasure of trying an Angel's MV Rye whiskey or finished in a Caribbean rum cask, could almost be considered a dessert rye. I agree and with that wholeheartedly. unlike any whiskey you've ever tasted before i i wholeheartedly agree with that now going to our t- to go to our pairings because i kind of got off on a on a little tangent there this pairing with the sausage biscuit. the sausage biscuit did exactly what i thought it was it's breakfast yeah like it's <laughs> it is a breakfast whiskey well i started frying egg and put it on there and i thought <laughs> no that'd be too obvious <laughs> <laughs> but the way the whiskey tastes Plus, it's good, you know, good sausage. I mean, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I would not suggest doing it on a weekday when you have to go to work. A work? What's that? Be quiet, retired guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, work is when I come over here and edit. <laughs> but you could do that. But well, when we were in when we were in Scotland, you know, the, the Scots eat. It's not oatmeal. It's uh, barley. It's a, it's a, not barley, but it's, it's a, it's a cereal breakfast. It's like, it's like, it's like oatmeal, but it's something different. I can't remember what it is. And they say, would you like a little dram with that? <laughs> and if you say yes, it, your bowl comes with, with the cereal. Well, I'm saying cereal and it's not cereal. It's like oatmeal. And it's 
your your dram has been poured right in the middle. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so you actually mix it into the to your breakfast. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I do that next time I'm in Scotland. I'm trying to think. Yeah, all I can think is the the Norwegian word rum grip, but that's not porridge. Right. Are you talking like yeah, rice it's porridge? like a porridge? Like yeah, a it's a Scottish. Porridge? Thank you. It's a Scottish. I knew that word. Scottish porridge. And then, would you like a little dram with that? <laughs> We're gonna do that on the. Uh, with our Christmas porridge this time? Wow. Well, I mean, you haven't made Christmas porridge in a while because you were the only one that would eat it and you would make like a well, eight quart, eight quart one of those. Well, it's like that pie. Yeah. How do you make a small batch? That's true. So, um, I'm going to, have you had the cookie yet with it? I haven't. Have you? No, because I've been eating the sausage. I love, you know me, I love breakfast food. Oh. <laughs> This is going to be a mess, by the way. So this is so what this looks like. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the picture that's on Instagram, I'm just going to describe it to you while Dad chows down on it. The bottom layer is a brownie, and then it has a thick layer of caramel sauce in the middle. In the middle, and then on top, you have a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, come on, chocolate <laughs> chip cookie dough. It's a cookie. It's yeah. baked. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I don't even want to drink the whiskey right now. Mm-mm. So, to me, that extenuates the caramel that's and the molasses that's in this rye whiskey from that rum barrel. So I'm glad you said molasses because, to me, this is the spiciest that this is tasted. Mm-hmm. Is with this. I get that, like rich spice of molasses with this as compared to the sweetness and the syrupiness that I've been getting on the on the rest of the pairings. Yeah. And that's with it with that boom. So for those of you I mean nobody can see this. I, I can actually take a picture of it. Well no. I actually took my I took the ice cube, the big ice cube that was left and I actually did what I do with all my rye whiskey. With some of this Angel's Envy. So I've got it kind of watery. Mm-hmm. And it really like accentuates the spice. It does the same thing with the, with them all, that it, mm-hmm. which is why I like it. I get more of that grain. I get more of that spice. But this still has that like warm jacket of the vanilla and mm-hmm. that sauce. Like the kind of the syrupiness of it. Or the mapleiness of it. Not syrup. Now can you tell, and it never says anywhere. What the other 5% is. I guess it's some kind of barley. It's probably corn. I bet it's corn. It never says what it is. But can you tell that this is 95% rye? No. I can't either. And it's because of the because of the barreling finished. It's so... It's so maple. Mm-hmm. It's so caramel. Mm-hmm. It's so molasses. That until I bloomed, until I basically watered it, mm-hmm. I really don't get the spice of it. Spice of it. Now it is, I so in the in the iced version that I have, yeah, it is spicier in the glass than the Michter's was. Oh, okay. So if I had them like side by side, I could probably tell that. This one is spicier than the other one. It may have more rye in it. Yeah. Damn, that is a good brownie. 
So on their website, one of the things that uh, this is in 2014, we began toast the trees, and what that is is they're planting oak trees, because you know a lot of those, a lot of the barrels, and I think we said, well, I forget which week it was. We were talking about the the coopers that are in uh, Missouri mm-hmm. because there's not enough of the white oak trees in Arkansas. Well, yeah. And so we talked, I think we talked about it two weeks, three I, weeks ago. Yeah. I think they're taking care of that themselves. Well, yeah. So, you know, it takes probably five to 10 years to get a viable tree for, for cooperage. And maybe more with, than that with the explosion of the bourbon market, we have, you know, we have a sustainability issue. Mm hmm. When it comes to white American white oak, because we can't use French white oak. Now we can use American white oak that's grown outside the United States, right? But there's not a lot that's grown, so we have to make sure. And it sounds like Angel's Envy, and I think a lot of the other bourbon bourbon makers are trying to. They know that that's an issue, so they're working on some sustainability projects, which is which I love because right, me too. If we don't if we don't take care of it. We're not going to be able to make bourbon. Or rye whiskey. Or rye whiskey. And what it says here is there's a 250% increase in Kentucky bourbon. So How, that means... I, I bet it's that more means, than that. Huh? I think it's more than... Well, Kentucky bourbon. I guess Kentucky. Right. Kentucky bourbon. So that means there has to be 250% more barrels. Because mm-hmm. they can't use larger barrels. They have to use... And that bourbon gallons. is a once-used barrel. For bourbon. Yeah, for bourbon. Now they can. So it reuse says here them. they planted 40,000 trees. That's good. Yeah. That's a really, that's really good, you know, and I hope, I hope big, I hope more people do that and or they continue that because we could run into a problem very soon. So it says here Father's Day whiskey and legacy. Father's Day is coming. No, that already Father's passed. Day is gone oh, and passed. Well, it's, man. Uh, it's always coming up. <laughs> it's always coming up, but there are other things that are going to come up before that. Right. So, you ready for best on plate? I'm ready for best on plate. All right. So, whose plate do you want to start with? Let's start with mine. Okay. What was your best on plate? The jerk chicken. Okay. It did what I wanted to do. I think it'd been a whole lot better if it marinated for two or three more hours. Mm-hmm. Overnight. I don't know that you need to do an overnight, but probably would have been a whole lot better too. Yeah. What was your best on my plate? Uh, my favorite was the sausage biscuit. Okay. Breakfast. Mm-hmm. I love, I love maple. I love breakfast food, and it was just absolutely perfect. Like so, it was so tomorrow when you have breakfast before you go to work no, at school. No, I will not <laughs> drink before I go and work with children. I <laughs> uh, know you won't. I'm just making a As, joke. No matter a how bad much, da- no bad ma- da- dad <laughs> no, joke. No matter how much I may want to drink before I go to work, I will not have some angels in the ride. So you're not maybe you're maybe. not doing that little buzz thing like that. Movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was college. That was college age. Maybe <laughs> if I teach college, I'll do it. But anyway, but what about on my plate? Pork belly, hands down. That was that was the best. Hands down, there was, pork nothing, down. There was oh. nothing better than that. Well, the, the cheese were a close second, I think. Close, but it was it was 
but no you know, contest. But no contest, right? Yeah, Port Billy was the best. So, Dad, what? I blinded last week. I think it's only fair that you go ahead and pony up. I've never blinded nah, whiskey. I, I don't it, know. How. You know, we're a, we're a year into it. I never said it's going to be whiskey. First of all, I think you should blind a wicker. Art. Liquor. Are you up for it, or do I'm you up for it? Bring it all up. right. So pour I'm gonna it up. I'm gonna go ahead and pour up a a blind liquor for Dad, and he's gonna he's gonna rock it and figure out what it is. All right. So here goes Dad on his first ever liquor blind. So Dad, you're gonna rock it. Go ahead. All right. You didn't pour much. Poured an ounce. So this is a brown liquor. Or brown, yeah, brown liquor. Ooh, it's pretty, pretty hot smelling. Um, don't have any. Where's those? Where's your uh, <laughs> your your person's tasting notes? Well, it's it's got a nice kind of. Um, it's I get a hot taste on it or okay. hot smell on it. Okay. And I get a. Sort of tobacco, okay. Smell to it, okay. And I don't get any floral, okay. Okay, and I have to take a taste. Let me clean my palate first. Hmm, nice, good. Um, like I said, tobacco and maybe coffee, okay. Flavor. But I still don't get any floral. No floral whatsoever. But I bet there is some. I'm going to bloom it a little bit. First hit. You have had this before on this podcast. Had it before on this podcast. I got a year of choices. <laughs> Not co- no, you've had a third of a year of choices. Okay. Okay. This is not a tequila. It is not a tequila. Very good. Okay, it's not a gin. Okay, very correct. Why is? It, tell me why it's not a gin. Wrong color. Wrong. We've had a barrel aged gin, but why is it not? No, a gin? it's that it, it doesn't have that barrel aged gin flavor. What is it? What is it missing to be a gin? Oh, that juniper there and all go. that. Okay, yep. no juniper, no gin. No. Continue. Had this before. Yes, sir. On this podcast, and in cocktails. That was your second hit. You've had this in cocktails. I've had it in cocktails. So tell me what you're tasting. I think this is maybe... I don't think it's a scotch. Why not? Why is it not a scotch? It doesn't have that aromatic scotch taste. Doesn't have any kind of peat. Oh, there's definitely no peat. Definitely no peat in this. But it... It doesn't taste like my Glenlivet. Okay. It doesn't taste like a Bomar or any of the smoky scotches. Okay. So, with I'm going to ask you questions as we go with this, since it's your first time. Because of that, do you think that this is grain-based? Opposed to what? Grain versus what? Well, liquor can be made from a lot of different things. Right. Can be made from fruit. Can be made from grain. Can be made from syrup. So, would you say that this is grain-based? Bourbon, with scotch, whiskeys. Does it taste like any of those? I don't think it's scotch. 
Okay. It could be a bourbon. Why do you think it could be a bourbon? And I'm leaning over toward maybe it's a rum. So so you're saying no to Green Bay? I'm saying no to Green Bay. Okay, so let's throw Green Bay out. So now you're down to syrup. You're now <laughs> now you're down to syrup or cane cane based liquors. Which is rum. Which is rum and fruit based liquors. Brandies, cognacs, mm. and the like. Mm. I'm gonna have to smell that again. Give it a smell, give it a taste, talk us through it. Oh. So it's not Grand Marnier. Well, that would, okay, because that would be, <laughs> why is it not Grand Marnier? Oh, it doesn't have that orange flavor. There's no orange. It doesn't have, it's not Salerno. Well, what's Grand Marnier's base? Hmm? What is the base of Grand Marnier? Oh, Cognac. Cognac, okay. But I think it could be a Cognac. Okay. I'm working So you're, d- you're down to rums and brandies or Cognac. Right. Taste it, talk to us, and so decipher which it is. if it was a rum... <clears throat> Where's my angel Zimby? I need to taste a little bit of that to get the get <laughs> to, to get some of that molasses and well, you so do. I do. I'm. I guess what, Josh? What? I'm going to. I'm going to say. I'm down to either a rum. Or cognac. Or brandy. Or brandy. Now, I don't know how you tell just from tasting. The difference between a brandy or a cognac, because really, I, I a would, cognac is a brandy that's been in France. Correct. So, well, a specific region of France. So, right. if I was, if I will accept cognac or brandy, you don't have to pick which one it is. Well, I think this is a. It's either a brandy or a cognac, but I'm going to say, I should have watched what you were doing. It's not in my fridge. So that's my advantage. When it's never going to be in your fridge. <laughs> this is not a fridge liquor. No, I think, I think this is a brandy. Okay. From, not France. You don't think it's a French brandy? Well, no. You're just saying it's not a cognac. I'm you think saying it's, it's not a cognac. So you're going to say it's a brandy style liquor. Yes. Okay. So it could be cognac. You're just not sure. I'm not sure. That's right. Cool. So come back next week. And find out if Dad, on his very first liquor tasting, is correct or not. So, next week is a wine week. Dad, what are we going to do? Washington. Washington State. And we're not talking D.C. No, we are talking Washington State. Washington State is a great wine state, and I'm super excited about this. I'm going to be doing... I'm going to be doing the Canvasback Cabernet. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon that's from the Duckhorn family, which is made in Washington. And I'm super excited about it. What about you, Dad? What are you going to do? I'm doing the Smith Boom Boom Shiraz. Ooh, the Chateau Smith Boom Boom Shiraz. That's going to, it's another really good one coming out of Washington State. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great, great podcast next week. So once again, I want to thank everybody for coming and joining us on this this wonderful episode of Liquor Episode that we had. My favorite whiskeys, rye whiskeys. They were good, weren't I they? I mean, it was a great. I think it was fantastic. Oh. So and come back next week.
for another great wine podcast. You know me, I love the wine podcast as well. It's going to be a great time. If you've liked us, if you've liked what we've done, please give us a some likes, stars, whatever your podcast platform does. We're on almost every podcast platform out there. We are Acquired Tastings. Once again, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Most active on Instagram and then active on Facebook because of Instagram. What's our email, Josh? We are at Acquired Tastings on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Acquired Tasting on Twitter. If you feel like going old school, send us an email. We are acquiredtastings at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to we'd love to talk with you. But give us some episode ideas, give us tips, pointers, whatever you if we've made a mistake, let us know. We're always here to learn. And so once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye.